Welcome to Life in All Chapters. I'm Amanda Henson. And I'm Brandi Tabor. Today we are going to talk about emotions and reflections. This is funny because I was, as a manager, I'm always telling people, take the time to reflect. I used to send messages out to the team and say, you know, turn off your phone for 20 minutes or 30, take your lunch time, turn your phone off and, you know, or if you pass a park, stop and meditate. You know, stop and pray, whatever you have to do to reflect or ground yourself. Which is excellent advice. I feel like that's one of the benefits to, like, the job that I do. Mm -hmm. I can stop at a park and ground myself and do... And, I mean, if you can't do that, there are other ways. There's been times I couldn't do that, but, but I think that's great advice. I don't think enough people ask their employers when they're being hired or they're negotiating... For time. I agree with that. And I actually, another thing is I don't smoke. Not mm-hmm. I'm not condemning anyone that does smoke, but I don't take a lot of breaks because I don't smoke. So I guess it's weird because I kind of feel guilty when I do take 15 minutes to go sit and reflect, mm-hmm. but, you know, I'm not taking a smoke break, so in I guess some, I should stop. In some environments, though... Your your employees that or coworkers that do smoke will get more breaks than your non-smokers because that's kind of the go-to break. I agree with that, and I mean Which I'm not complaining, yeah. but you know I I it's really something I do to myself because there's nothing that's pulling me away that's calling me to say hey you need a break I do need a break, but I just don't necessarily take it. So yeah. I think I might have to go back to at least going out with the smokers. Yeah. So. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. you got to take that time to breathe. And, you know, I think one of the things about emotions is that... <laughs> I'm going to get into it here. So, as women, yeah, we are taught that we're very emotional creatures. We're set, That is said over and over. And men are told that we're very emotional creatures. And men are taught not to show emotion. Be a man. Suck it up. And really, the only emotion that most men will show is anger outwardly. Yeah, that's uh, true. We have, we have an ongoing, it's really a sad joke, but Tabor's only cry in the shower. You know, <laughs> so it's kind of an ongoing joke, which isn't true. We do cry with each other and we show emotion with each other. Probably not as effectively as we could, but I think that mentality, that training, that social standard that we say is true really teaches us not to sh- not to be able to identify our emotions or suppress them inappropriately also we grab onto those emotions and we hold on to them like you made me angry i'm always going to be angry at you instead of accepting that the situation caused me to feel angry however I don't have to hold on to that. I can acknowledge I was angry, release it, and then productively move forward. I think that's what we're missing. I feel like the last, I don't know, decade, mm-hmm. people have learned to to not be so embarrassed of their emotions, which is good in a way, but it can be bad in another way. In my opinion, this is my opinion. Oh, well, of course, that's all we talk about is our opinions. Yeah, well, I just want it because I want to be coming at me. Right. As a society, we have a hard time controlling our emotions. It is okay to have emotions. You should have emotions about everything. Mm -hmm. The way we react to 
our emotions is what I think that we need to work on. And myself included, I'm not singling anyone out. I will say that I was raised from that other generation where you hide them. Mm -hmm. So there are times that I can probably be better at hiding my emotions than other generations. But that doesn't mean I'm controlling them. It means I'm sweeping them under the rug better. I think that we need to stop being afraid of our emotions and learn how to control and respond to them. Because like you said, just because you're angry doesn't mean... I might be angry with something you said or did, but that doesn't mean I'm angry with you. Right. I need to learn that. Or I might be sad. That doesn't mean I have to scream and cry and throw a temper tantrum. I need to react appropriately to the situation, whether it's take a break and step back, whether it's say, I need to talk to you about this because it's bothering me. I also think emotions are so complex that... You know, we want to say a situation makes us angry, but there are other emotions tied to that situation. A person makes me angry. There are other emotions tied to that person, but the situation didn't make you angry. That person didn't make you angry. Those emotions are in your control. Now, that takes practice and discipline to get control of them and to realize that if you say a certain word to me or you approach me on a certain topic and I don't agree with it and I get angry with you, I could change that to a positive emotion if I choose to with the right training and with the right skills. But again, like I always say, we all need a therapist in my opinion and those are the people that help you sort that through and give yes. you the tools so that you can learn to acknowledge an emotion, find out where it comes from, and also learn to have a different response. I think my biggest issue a lot of times is that my emotions are not my own. And I can be around somebody that's very angry and I can get angry very quickly for no reason. Um, I remember years ago I was training a group of people on computer system and I kind of... I did this impromptu self-study because I noticed when I was in a room, I could control and change the environment and the way people react to things. So if I got frustrated, the entire room would get frustrated. If I got angry, the entire room would get angry. If I was positive and joyful, the room would get positive and joyful. And as a leader, people mirror you. And... In society, we mirror each other. If you think about spouses starting to look like each other, it's because they mirror their facial expressions, so they start getting the same indentions in their face and same musculature and things like that. So if you think about mirroring each other, a lot of times what you feel is not really what you feel. It's you absorbing and mirroring another person. Possibly not even the person you're interacting with. You could be mirroring how someone you love may have responded to the situation too. And I don't know that that's always true, and I obviously I don't have any evidence to back up my opinion on this, but that's in my experience. So I started doing a thing about a year ago when I start feeling something, and it's a strong emotion, and I'm not really sure where it's coming from or why, why I reacted that way to a situation I've been in a hundred times or whatever. Then I, I sit back and I think, is this my energy? And most of the time it's not. 
and maybe it is my energy but it's on a subconscious level like a a shadow part of myself that i've suppressed or something but that's not who i want to be no and i mean it's it does it, it does it's not necessarily that it is or isn't your energy but either way what is going on is not the way you want to feel. Mm-hmm. So you have to reset. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I get that a lot. I think that I've been noticing it more, which means I think that I've been able to pull myself out of it better than I used to. But still not as often as I would like. I used to be a hot mess with my emotions. Yes. And I don't like... I don't like to tell people to stop talking to me but I'm learning to because as a human I'm very curious and if you're telling me about something obviously I want to know about it I don't actually want to know about it half the time like you might be telling me about something that happened with so-and-so down the street I actually don't really care but now I'm getting some kind of way about it because you're giving me information I don't need well what I've noticed is I don't like that feeling Mm -hmm. that I'm getting like when someone's gossiping. Yes. Yeah. So so I'm like rejecting it. So I'm just like, you know, I don't want to talk about that. I don't want to be rude to the person telling me, but maybe they just need redirected too because I don't think their energy's working too good. Right. Like we're absorbing all kinds of negative crap. So I think that, you know, that's part of my reflection is I'm learning to understand where these emotions are coming from so that I can maybe stop them. It's not foolproof. Like you said, I need a a therapist because yeah. those emotions come in strong whether it and sometimes it's joy you know because sometimes you're 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 overjoyed for someone else that's the one i don't mind sharing <laughs> you know sometimes though even positive emotions can be overwhelming overwhelming so you do have to even when you've had a very joyful day you could come out of that very overstimulated yes you know and um Family reunions, for instance. You love socializing. You love getting together. But it can be overwhelming doing the catch-up game or the competition game that often comes with family get-togethers. You know, everybody's kids yeah. better than the other one or this, that, and the other. So it can be very overwhelming, even though you're very excited for your loved ones and you're very happy to see them. You also have to take a step back from positive emotions and reset because it can it can drain you it can and i feel like it can be overwhelming in other ways too because if if you're starting to feel so joyful for someone else sometimes there's that little thing in the back you know that jealousy or or just that why is this all i've done with my life so and so is doing so well oh the com the comparison game yes and it's not even that you want to but it comes creeping up mm-hmm. from the behind you know you next thing you know you were you were so happy for them genuinely happy and then, bam. Yeah. In social media is the emotion generator of our time, really. I mean... It is. We, I mean, we, we're a little late to the ball game as far as that, but yes. Yeah. I mean, but social media, MySpace, came out in our time. We yes, started socializing. And you started... When they started the like button... You know, you get these endorphins released and that brings you joy or this elated feeling when more people like your stuff. And then you also have the dislike. Then you have the comments that bring in these emotions and it can be addictive. Yes. And that's where, especially the positive emotions and the really negative emotions, if you get addicted to those positive emotions, 
social media can take over your life. And you have to, I've, I've done social media cleanses, pauses, deleted my accounts, froze them, you know, because it's, okay, I need to take a step back. I've noticed that I'm looking at my phone a little too much to see what everybody thought of my comment, to see what everybody thought of this podcast. You know, what What were the comments? What were the things which we kind of have to do if we're going to do wanna, this, but... You want to get feedback, you get but you don't want... Yes. Yeah, and you don't want to get so overwhelmed with it. And then, of course, the negative comments. Did we have negative comments? I, I haven't seen any, but Okay, don't... Upset no. me. Yeah, I haven't seen any. <laughs> but, but, you know, like say you post something, you know, just a little, you know, three-word thing on your Facebook or your social media account, whatever, or you do a video on TikTok and people make a comment about, you should have done your hair before you did this. Oh, or yeah. Something yeah. silly, you know. I see comments like that in other people's comments all or the time. Or those like... And, they try to make it like they're being nice, but they're like backhanded. Right. I hate that. But you can get caught up in that too, and sometimes it's borderline bullying, you it know. Is. But I also think that if you are reflecting and you are taking the time for yourself that you need for personal growth, you can take all of that and turn it into a very good and positive, useful tool in your life. But as with everything, it's a balance. Yes. And I don't know that I've ever gotten to the point where it's a bad thing for me. I'm very good at saying, nope, I need to pause. This is getting, you know, I, I check my screen time every week to make sure I'm not using my phone excessively. I do not do that. Thank God. I would be so disappointed in myself. <laughs> well, it, there are some weeks where I'm, I think, why were you on your phone so much? But I also have to remember that I use my phone for work. Yes. And I also use it for meditation and... And to play music sometimes. I mean, there's a lot of things we use our phones for that aren't... So I check the apps that I do those things with to make sure that that's where the majority came from. It was self-reflection time. It was self, you know, personal growth. But the other thing I think we need to remember too, Amanda, is that when you're reflecting and, you know, I'm always saying we're a work in progress... We don't have to be a work in progress. You are perfect the way you are. Now, is that true for everybody? No, because there's murderers, there's rapists, there's child and, you know, spouse abusers, and there's all kinds of evil out there. So not everybody is perfect the way they are. But when it comes to you as an individual, and you know you're doing the best you can, you don't have to constantly be striving to be somebody different. You're, it's okay to be who you are. I love that. Because well, I just I, learned that. I do always <laughs> want to be better than who I was yesterday. Right. It's not because who I was yesterday wasn't good enough. Right. It's just because this world deserves the best that we can give it. The other people deserve the best that we can give it. So if I can do that, you great. You deserve the best you can give yourself. Yes, and we only get this life. I mean, that's, well, you know. It depends, well, on, depends on how you believe it. Depends whatever. on what happens when we're gone. In any <laughs> event, make the best of this life. Even if it's not your only depends one. Depends on who's right. Yeah, even if it's not your only life, you know, make it a good one. But, no, but really, it's it's nice to, to remember, too, that you are okay the way you are. Right. I feel like... I do feel like if I died tomorrow, I would be happy with who I was and what I've done mm-hmm. on this earth. 
I would like to do more, so let's not do that. But let's give you a little more time. Yeah, but I, you know, and I think that that's true for most people. You know, mm-hmm. most people, most people I know, are good people that try to do well, and yeah. I think that that's what reflection gets you. Reflection gets you opportunities for growth, but it also gets you opportunities to take a deep breath and say that I am okay. I take a lot of pictures, you know, and. I'm not going to say that anything about anybody's appearance, but I am absolutely no beauty queen. You know, I don't have that perfect body and perfect face. You don't have what society says is beauty when it comes to every aspect. Yeah, but people actually question how many pictures I take. I mean, I don't take a lot of selfies, but I take a lot of group photos, and I don't care what I look like. I don't care if my hair is a mess. Granted, I would rather be in place, but if I'm not, it's okay, because I want this picture with my grandkid. Even if I look 107 in that picture. I, I think the issue in, in society is shifting very strongly away from the perfect woman that we grew up watching. So yeah, so with that shift, I think that we are going to realize where you nitpick yourself apart. Because most people don't see the flaws that you see when you look in the mirror. That's true. You know, um you see your flaws more than anybody else because you're constantly comparing yourself that image to what you think beauty is in the eye of someone else, you know, because you're kind of brainwashed to think beauty is this. And, but society is, we're learning more about Photoshop and how tricky it is. And we're also seeing that the majority of us do not meet do not fall in that box of what used to be society's beauty. Now, health is a different issue. We're not going to talk about that. We're just talking about the outward appearance and um, how you feel about yourself. So I think with, like you said, when you're not together and you're, you're not this image of... When I see your pictures, I think, man, my sister is gorgeous. You know? Thank you. And I think... When I see my best friend's pictures, even when they're a mess, they're coming out of the gym or whatever. Have I critiqued people in the past on social media? I think most of it's jealousy, though. I started to say, we have all been snippy. Most of it is jealousy because I think, well, first off, I wouldn't look that good coming out of the gym. But second, I didn't get to the gym today. Or the other thing where a girl could be exactly my size, but she's wearing a crop top. And I have in my head thought, well, how dare she wear that? Just because I don't have the confidence to wear that doesn't mean I should criticize this girl for wearing that. I should be lifting her up. I have been wearing a two-piece. Of course, I'm in my pool out in the middle of nowhere where nobody can see You should be comfortable. But I have been watching, and I don't think about my body. I think about my age when I think I shouldn't do it. But I've been seeing women my age, my size, more often, more confident. And when I see somebody who has what's considered a perfect figure by some standards, and I see somebody with my figure that I don't think is perfect, but I'm confident in it, and I see that confidence, and I see that pride in how you appear, whether your hair's messy or not, but you're holding yourself... That is beauty. It is. And the other thing is, 
I've learned this since I've, I've put on quite a bit of weight, especially since I quit smoking, but I've learned, quite frankly, I'm pretty chunky. Wearing big oversized clothes does not make me look less chunky. <laughs> like there is True. nothing that's going to make me look skinny. So I have just stepped away from giving a crap if my clothes make me look skinny. They're not going to make me look skinny. I'm going to try to dress for my body and what looks good on my specific mm -hmm. body. And if it is a crop top, crop top, so be it. There might be one that looks cute on me. There's times I like high-waisted pants. There's times I like lower-waisted pants. Mm -hmm. It just depends on how those clothes fit on my body and the way I feel about them. Yeah. And I'm really enjoying that. I think, too, that you can build your confidence in that process. Even though something that you wear makes you just a tad feel uncomfortable because a lot of times in my head I'm like, this isn't me. Yes. This isn't who I am. This doesn't match what other people think of when they think of me. Which pertains to so much, not just body image, it's just your your style, your uh -huh. individual style. Whether you're wearing a print top or a solid top. Exactly. Maybe you're used Black to being pretty white. conservative, yeah. but now you're casual. Maybe you dress casual normally, and now you're trying to dress up for something, so now you feel overdressed. There's nothing wrong with being the person you are day to day, as long as you're not hurting people or yourself. But there's also nothing wrong with being a different person every single day, as long as it's in a healthy way and not a manic way. Exactly. And you, I think that's a big part of some of our emotional responses. Because if I'm feeling uncomfortable and out of place in what I'm wearing, I might respond to things going on in my everyday life in an emotional manner mm -hmm. because I'm holding back all of this anxiety from because I decided to wear, I don't know, a sleeveless checkered print skull face top or something. Maybe I'm too old for that. Who knows? Let go. Yeah. Let it go. Wear what the hell you want. Pretty much. Whatever whatever makes you feel good, whatever makes you feel confident, whatever challenges you. And because people if people are gonna talk negatively about you they're gonna do it. They're no gonna do it no matter what you're wearing. Do you know who and um Billie Eilish. Yeah. This girl is phenomenally beautiful. She is beautiful. Absolutely gorgeous. And people degraded her for wearing her baggier clothes, which I thought she looked cool in. That was her style. And then remember that video came out, and I think she was in like a bralette or something and some yeah. tighter pants, like um, long yoga type pants, maybe pajamas or something. Yeah. I think they were having a pajama party or Probably. something in the video. Who knows? Anyway, they berated that girl for wearing that. And I think. Some people can't how, do anything. How dare you? Uh, some people you can't know, do you're anything. You're too skinny. You're too fat. You're too confident. You're not confident enough. You're too quiet. You're too loud. And I I think women get the general um, brunt of those types of attitude. But men get it too. I started to say, I think they I do. Think but it's just talked about less. You know, for instance, my husband will not wear shorts. It could be 112 degrees outside. Yeah. And the man will not put on a pair of shorts. And the only thing I can think is this genuinely a body, not necessarily his body the way he, because he's freaking gorgeous, like I married a 10. But because he's a man, he's a country guy, he wears jeans, like Wranglers and boots, so if he puts on shorts, he's not who he is. Yeah. Get off it, dude. Put on some shorts. <laughs> There's no reason for you to be miserable because you're afraid of the way people, and it's got to be, I don't understand why you would suffer. Right. I don't understand why you would suffer in jeans and boots. Because of 
the opinion of someone else. It's got to be related. I mean, I can't confirm that. These are not my emotions. These are my husband's emotions. But there's got to be some sort of image, emotional, I don't know, because it's weird to me. I think most of it's just in our head, though, because we let the comments made by other people, even to other people, not even necessarily to ourselves, we let the images that we see across media and other platforms go into our head. And we define beauty, too. And if we feel like I'm blonde and I think brunettes are pretty and I want brown hair, but I can't quite get the tone right or my skin tone doesn't match it, then we kind of get down. Beauty comes in all shapes and sizes, all colors, all, all different, you know... I think some of the most beautiful women have freckles or vitiligo. Or not everybody's teeth are perfectly oh, straight. Yes. Some Jewel, people I love have, that Jewel yeah. didn't straighten her teeth to society standards. She had such a beautiful face. Yes. And I mean we we're supposed to be different. Some of us have lighter skin, some of us have darker skin, mm-hmm. our hair's different colors. We have so many differences. We were just talking about that the other day because I was wearing a like a V-neck top, not anything like really super low cut, but I had quite a bit of cleavage because I'm busty. Mm-hmm. Well, my friend, are you? Yeah, I know. <laughs> surprise, surprise. My friend who is not had the same damn shirt on, and she looked like a school marm. Meanwhile, <laughs> I look like a hoe. <laughs> I have been there. But you know, you the get scrub the, tops do that. Too. Yes, but you get that look from some people, and I'm like, listen. Don't be arresting me for wearing a shirt while boobed. And you know what? That girl that has no boobs that I'm talking about mm-hmm. is freaking beautiful. And her boobs are the perfect size for her body. And she, I would not change a thing about her. We're all different. Well, I think that I think we try to compartmentalize everything and everybody. The perfect hair color, this, that. You know, um, for probably decades, redheads and freckled individuals were deemed unattractive. And when I was a kid, I hated my freckles. I hated them. I thought everybody was looking at me all the time. I hated them. To have such a unique appearance is... And redheads are so rare. embrace. And I think that there are so many beautiful variations. Because mm-hmm. you'll have, like, a redhead with blue eyes. And, yeah. You know, I mean, it's just... I think it's cool. I, I do too. I love to, TJ and I kind of laugh about this sometimes, but I think, now the male body is a beautiful thing too, but the female form, the female body, the female essence, the essence of a woman, Not I'm not talking about odor, the pheromones, I'm talking about just the presence of a woman is a beautiful thing. So is a man's presence. But there's just something It elicits different. a different emotion. It does. And I get jealous. And I think that's, as women, that's probably where a lot of our comments come from, is through jealousy or being upset that we can't exude the confidence that someone else did. How dare you? How dare you? Well, why not? Who yeah. am I to judge? I, I don't know. And I think it does come from emotions. That judgment comes from how you feel about yourself. And I'm not saying you can't have feelings about the way someone else dresses or looks or 
presents themselves. But I have never met someone physically ugly. I've met somebody that I thought was ugly because of their attitude. I started to say, there are people that I find ugly, but it's not it's their not, appearance. It's, it's because their, their mere presence mm -hmm. makes me uncomfortable because of their who they are. Yeah. And I have seen some of the very, very physically attracted human beings and think, oh, wow, you know, and they almost have this, you have this desire to get to know them, and the minute they open their mouth and they start tearing somebody else down or... Just their attitude, their tone, their demeanor, you get to know them, whether it's for just a few minutes or for weeks or months, just instantly turn you off. And that's where reflection comes in. Does this person belong in my life? Did they bring a positive experience? If they did not, I'm going to have to remove them. And there have been many men, but mostly women in my life that I have removed from my life because... Maybe at one point we were great friends, but at some point they shifted and started tearing other people down, or even me, and that's toxicity. Yes, I or I was that. right there with them, and I grew and evolved mm -hmm. and became better, and maybe they didn't. Or they brought out something in me that I didn't want to show. Which can that happen. I didn't want to have, that I would be catty, or I would gossip with them, or I would find myself judging others the way they did because... Maybe they had a more dominating personality, which is rare. Most people are not more dominating than me. That's but true with me, too, but I, it has happened. It does And happen. it surprises me when it and, does. And I've had to remove those people because I would start exhibiting behaviors and or having emotions that didn't belong to me or were part of this subconscious that I tried to suppress. And I don't want that to be how I'm portrayed or I don't want to portray myself that way. So you have to reflect and remove things that will make you be a person you don't want to be and that includes when it affects your emotions reflection reflection it's a bad mo so i guess you want to draw for our next let's do it today you draw okay let's see what we got um ooh, purpose of life oh i already know it Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Well, let's not spoil them. I won't spoil it. Because I've got, I have been searching for my purpose of life for a long time, and guess what? I found it. <laughs> so, I have a spoiler alert, too. But I'm not going to spoil anything. Thank you guys for listening today. We hope you'll join us next time for Purpose of Life. And then we may do a episode where we talk about some of the current events and touch Let's on that, that a little bit. I think that would be a good idea. There's a lot going on right now that could elicit a lot of emotions that requires a lot of reflection. So remember this. And you may even find your purpose of life through it all. <laughs> <laughs>